raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Guy Relford filling in for Big Nige today. And let's go to the drive, Hubler.com hotline, and bring on investigative reporter from the Daily Signal and coming soon, nightly radio host here at WIBC, Tony Kennett, the Tonus. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Mayor's race, uh, more commercials are coming out. All of a sudden, now abortion is the hot topic for the mayor's race in Indianapolis. Joe Hogsett's made it perfectly clear that he is all in on abortion anytime, anywhere. He loves it, can't get enough of it. And his opponent, Jefferson Shreve, puts out a commercial basically saying, look, it's not the mayor's job to talk about abortion, which I find to be incredibly rich. Tony, because it's not the mayor's job to try to change the state law on firearms, but hot damn, Jefferson Shreve had no problem with that. Remember when I told you guys a few weeks ago that this would be the next thing Shreve would likely change on? I told everyone, I said, look, if he's willing to sacrifice his position and his principles on gun rights, what other conservative and Republican moral high grounds is he going to step off of? And I said, is it going to be abortion? And here we are. He immediately deflecting and saying, well, I don't think that the mayor should say anything about these policies. Hey, fun fact, if you're a politician, you're expected to have opinions on politics. I know that's shocking to a lot of people, but if you run for office, people are going to ask you about the politics that are going on in the area that you're serving. That's just a fact of life. That's just how those things go. So when you take a look at Shreve, who, by the way, has the opposition running ability of a dead moose in the middle of a highway, I don't really (laughs) understand. I I mean, it's so easy to punch Joe Hogsett. It's so easy to win this election, and he's doing everything he can to make himself cancerous to the people of Indianapolis. You're right, and it's a total deflection, because you watch the abortion commercial from Shreve. He mentions he's a Catholic, and family values are this and that to him, but he goes on to say that you know it's not the mayor's job to take police officers away from what's going on to arrest doctors and people having abortions. So it was a total deflection. But you're so right, Tony. There are so many things that you could beat Joe Hogsett up on. Why even dip your toe into the abortion water? Why not right, like just... Where was, he, where was he during the riots? Right. And, and by the way, why has he also not released his medical information over the last couple of years? I, I mean, there, there's all kinds of sketchy stuff that was going around concerning Hogsett and his medical records. Shreve's not touching it. Why? Because perhaps that information would reveal that, that Hogsett is unfit to be mayor of Indianapolis. Or maybe there are some questions that the state or the feds should be asking about Joe Hogsett. Shreve isn't touching that. Why? Well, because he has campaign managers that are more, in, I guess, are more obsessed over weird moderate Republican poll numbers out of Chicago than they are about Indianapolis. Let's get back into Hogsett for a minute, because I think this is very interesting. Now, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but you're an investigative reporter, so I'm going to run this by you. We all know what the rumors are. Let's not act like we don't know what the rumors are. Joe Hogsett rumored, allegedly, in rehab 
during the riots in Indianapolis. Let's just play ball here. If that were indeed the case, Tony, let's just say he was in rehab somewhere in the state of Indiana. Would that have to be on a medical report or not? Yes, that would be, especially after I may or may not have spoken to one of the nurses that worked at said rehab facility. Um, so I, I don't know, but like, let's just say if there was a nurse off the record who communicated to me that if Joe Hogsett happened to be at this particular rehab facility, not like visiting, like when you're in Monopoly and you're visiting jail, but checked into right. said rehab facility because, you know, you have a problem. You're the mayor of Indianapolis, but you can't keep it together yourself. You know, then perhaps it should be on your medical record and perhaps the people who have elected you to serve should know about that. I have one policy regarding people I vote in. I should get to know everything about you because I am electing you to hold the responsibilities that govern this area that I have elected you to. So, yeah, I think that Hogsett's medical records should be released. You'd think Shreve would ask about it. But again, the dude has the political acumen of a dead, rotting tree stump. Is it required for these candidates to turn in their medical forms? Because for years we kept hearing about Donald Trump's taxes. He won't turn in his taxes. We heard about that for years. Is it required that medical information be turned in from these candidates? No, not according to the Indiana Constitution, not according to anything in the federal Constitution. Uh, We only started collecting long-term medical records in the 20th century. Uh, There are no grand sweeping statutes. It's considered a good faith thing to show. Um, And and by the way, it's also a a nice political football. I'm willing to be more transparent with you than my opponent is, has been a great argument for the entirety of human history. And so while it's not a legal requirement, it is in some states in Nebraska and Louisiana and in Texas, there are regions where certain financial and medical documents are required uh, to be submitted. Indiana is not one of them yet. Uh, but I mean, you know, given the, some of the things that I know about some of our legislators and higher officials, I, I understand that you may not want that kind of a law to be on the books. It's almost September. We're electing the mayor in November, and Jefferson Shreve has not gone after Joe Hogsett for being missing during the riots. And again, I told this to Rob earlier, Tony. I'm not mad that Joe Hogsett went to rehab. Hell, I hope he got the help that he needed. What I'm right. mad about was when this city was under siege. Who was calling the shots? Who told the IMPD to stand down? Who was making those decisions? Because Joe Hogsett was elected to make those decisions. But if he was in rehab, that's a problem. You know, I have a very simple policy when it comes to political officials or if I ever ran for office or, heck, even how I handle my journalism. I have no skeletons in the closet, period. Ask me whatever you want, and I will own up to those decisions. And you know what? If I'm unfit to be someone that you read or someone that someday you vote in for office, then you won't vote for me, and that's just how that goes. But whenever an individual clings to some kind of secret closet door that they want to shut out from the public, that arises some really decent questions, which you hit right on the head. Who was calling the shots? You know, who allowed the windows of Fogo de Chao to get smashed in while the police, I guess, just kind of stood idly by because they weren't allowed to move in at that particular moment? Those are questions that I have. And not just the the wealthier um, establishment buildings in in the downtown, but I mean, people were parading through neighborhoods. and, And again, 
chasing individuals down on some side streets just for standing there. That was a horrible moment in Indianapolis history. And Joe Hogsett treated it with the flippancy of a maid who was fired two weeks ago, but is still forced to come to work. And Joe Hogsett does not run his own Twitter account. We know this. Uh, We believe it was his assistant, Thomas Cook, that put the tweet out in the wee hours of the morning after night number one. And then night number two, which everybody knew was coming. Everybody in the city knew that Saturday was going to be the exact same, if not worse, than what Friday was in Indianapolis. Mayor was nowhere to be found. We didn't see Joe Hawkset again until Sunday morning when he came out and blamed the police for things. And Jefferson Shreve will not go after Joe Hawkset because of that. It baffles me, Tony. I want to make one thing crystal clear to every single person who is currently listening to this. The people who you elect to office rarely, if ever, run their positions. These are the college interns that they hire to be staffers. I'm talking in the mayor's offices. I'm talking about uh, the representatives and the senators in the Indiana State House. The individuals who are often between the ages of 19 and 30 who Google things to solve all of their problems are the ones who are doing the majority of the running in your state and local governments. Because these individuals are often too lazy or too fool-focused to do their jobs. And Joe Hogsett is yet another clear example of that kind of inadequacy and ineptitude. One more thing here before we take a break, and I really think this is important, and I don't want to gloss this over because you kind of threw a bomb at me earlier. You may or may not have spoken with someone in the rehab facility that Joe Hogsett allegedly was rumored to be in? Yes, I have. And uh, all I'm going to say at this point, because I need to be very careful, because number one, you have to be careful to make sure that I don't encourage a nurse to violate HIPAA, Correct. the Medical Privacy Act. And I would never do that. I don't want to be in any of that kind of a situation. But as someone who has worked in various parts of the education and some of the medical areas in Indiana knows, there are ways that you can kind of finagle and work around that to basically get confirmation that a person was at a specific place at a specific time. And the only thing I can say right now on the record is, It would not be very good for his political campaign to release his medical records, but uh, yes, it would be uh, a good thing for perhaps everyone else in the city of Indianapolis if Joe Hogsett revealed where he was, definitely at a rehab facility during the time of the riots. Tony Kennett, investigative reporter for The Daily Signal. Can you stick around for one more quick break? Sure. I want to get your thoughts on the Don't Tread on Me backpack story, which is crazy. That's coming up next. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Back with Tony Kennett, investigative reporter of the Daily Signal, and coming soon, host here on 93 WIBC every evening. Uh, this story about the kid, I believe it was in Colorado, Tony, who had the backpack with the iconic Don't Tread on Me on it, and was basically told that you can't have that in school because you know, racism. Uh, This story is so crazy. Take me through what you think. Absolutely. There's a school in Colorado Springs, Colorado, in which 12-year-old Jaden Rodriguez was told that uh, he was not allowed to wear this uh, backpack that had a patch on the back that's the Gadsden flag, and that's with the rattlesnake, don't tread on me. And was told, he was told, and his parents were told in a meeting that the parents wisely put a hidden camera in and recorded that this was because the Gadsden flag represented slavery and the slave trade, which, by the way, is not even remotely true at all. Came from Ben Franklin. That's where the rattlesnake imagery came from, by the way, huge abolitionist. And then later on, Christopher Gadsden, uh, colonial 
um, Navy uh, basically submitted a version of the Don't Tread on Me flag to be the first naval jack, a.k.a. the first flag that our ships flew. But the school was you know, going to kick him out because he was wearing this Don't Tread on Me patch, which is incredible. And then there was this major national backlash. I wrote a story on it, spoke to some members of local media over there. And at this point, the school sent out like a small thing and said, well, it wasn't the don't tread on me patch. It was actually he had a bunch of patches that had semi-automatic weapons and we asked him to remove them. Well, we have actually seen photos of his backpack. There were no semi-automatic weapons on there unless you count swords like this, like the, a patch for the patron St. Michael holding like an angel with a sword. Right. That was one of the patches. So I guess semi-automatic weapons include swords now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so that's hilarious. But then they've now doubled back on that because people got mad at them and said, wait a minute, you never mentioned any semi-automatic weapons in the meeting. You talked about slavery. So the school's changing their story yet again. Like we all don't have emails right in front of our face that tell exactly why they were mad at one of the most popular American flags in history. And the best part about the whole situation, if you watch the video, and you can find the video anywhere on social media, because the parent recorded their interaction with the uh, the teacher, the kid is basically laughing at the lunacy <laughs> that the teacher is talking about. Yep, and by the way, folks, this is exactly why when I tell you that suburban Karens get some kind of power and then are obsessed with it, this is where it comes from. She is an, a member of the school, an administrator, and she is lecturing this this boy and their family on things she knows nothing about. And then when they prove her wrong in the meeting and actually cite the history of the Gadsden flag, where it comes from and why, she says, well, I'm just defending school policy. I'm just defending school policy. <laughs> like that's, And there's no policy she can point to either. So... If you have staff that don't know basic U.S. history, if you have staff that cannot point to a policy for uh, an example of why something is the way it is, for example, my Canna in South Madison Community School Corporation, then you should get a better school staff. Either elect a better school board who will fire people or change schools, go somewhere where the staff respects parents and students. What are you working on at the Daily Signal? Uh, actually, South Madison Community School Corporation is at it again. Uh, Mike Hanna and his cronies have been forced to kind of uh, back off. They told the public um, that they were guests at the school board meeting, and the school board meeting belongs to school board members. Guess what? That's not how the law works. So writing a story on that, also some weird ways in how they addressed a sexual assault survivor. And a few other investigative stories coming out pretty soon. Uh, out of Florida, pastor that was silenced when reading from an explicit book at a school board meeting. The country's on fire, and uh, we've got to shine a light on it, I guess. Keep digging. Keep doing your job, man. Uh, you're doing God's work, Tony Kennett. We appreciate you. Thank you guys very much. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.